0: Good afternoon, I'm Al Cresta, and uh, this is our weekly look at the upcoming Gospel reading for Sunday Mass, and with me to do that is Peggy Stanton. Peggy is the author of From the White House to the White Cross. She's a dame of the Order of Malta, ABC News' first female Washington correspondent, and has been a host to many programs of Ave Maria Radio, including the Malta Minute with the Catechism. And uh, Peggy, good to have you back here. Thanks. Thank you, Al. So good to be with you. Let me go ahead and read this uh, from this gospel portions from Luke chapter 18, verses 9 to 14. This is a very familiar parable, but mm-hmm. it, really, it really does pack a punch. Uh, mm-hmm. Jesus addressed this parable to those who were convinced of their own righteousness and despised everyone else. Two people went up to the temple area to pray. One was a Pharisee, and the other was a tax collector. The Pharisee took up his position and spoke this prayer to himself. O God, I thank you that I am not like the rest of humanity, greedy, dishonest, adulterous, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week, and I pay tithes on my whole income. But the tax collector stood off at a distance, and would not even raise his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast and prayed. Oh God be merciful to me a sinner. I tell you the latter went home justified not the former for whoever exalts himself will be humbled and the one who humbles himself will be exalted. And that's our uh, gospel reading for this Sunday's mass. It's a uh, I it is it's a masterpiece. It is a mm-hmm. little it is a uh what do they call those miniatures it's mm-hmm. it's it's a beautiful miniature it mm-hmm. is perfectly symmetrical it it is uh short and colorful uh it, it's just very balanced and it packs a wicked punch
1: uh. <laughs> as as our lord only our lord can do he yeah. can say so much with so little yeah. As his mother can in some of the messages she delivers. Yes. <laughs> so t-
0: tell me, uh, how have you been thinking about this passage as you've consulted the Catechism?
1: Well, the Catechism gives uh, about three citations uh, on this particular gospel. Of course, the Catechism takes longer to explain it <laughs> than our Lord did to <laughs> tell the, it. Than, than the parable itself, yeah. All <laughs> <Yeah>, right. <laughs> <laughs> A paragraph 588 says that Jesus scandalized the Pharisees by eating with tax collectors and sinners just as uh, in, in just as familiar a way as they did with themselves against those who among them who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. Jesus had this to say, I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. He went further by proclaiming before the Pharisees that since sin is universal, those who pretend not to need salvation are blind to themselves. Mm -hmm. And as we talk, you'll see that's a painful line for me. (laughs) Paragraph 2559 uh, quotes St. John Damascene, as uh, saying prayer is the raising of one's mind and heart to God or the requesting of good things from God. But when we pray, do we speak from the height of our pride and will or out of the depths of a humble and contrite heart? Hmm. He who humbles himself, as you read a few minutes ago, will be exalted. Humility. This is a, a an important line. Humility is the foundation of prayer. Only when we humbly acknowledge that we do not know how to pray as we ought, are we ready to receive freely the gift of prayer. Yeah. And and then it goes on to say, man is a beggar before God. Yeah. yeah. Paragraph uh, twenty six thirteen goes on to say that Catechism lists this parable of the Pharisee and the publican as one of the three principal parables on prayer that are transmitted to us by St Luke hmm. the catechism says the Pharisee and the tax collector concern obviously as we've said a minute ago the virtue of humility but he, they are they stress humility of the heart that prays god be merciful to me a sinner and the church continues to make this prayer its own in the Curieeille zone.
0: Yes, yes, that's right. And it also it resembles the Eastern uh, prayer, the Jesus prayer, uh, that gets recited uh, regularly. Um, and I, I, it is interesting that uh, this prayer, with the publican, the tax collector's uh, appeal for mercy that it's, it's, it's found its place in the liturgy. I mean, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I just think that's... A lot of times we, we don't recognize uh, how chock-full of Scripture mm-hmm. citations is the Mass. The Mass right is just yeah. built uh, right out of the, 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 the wood of Scripture, you know, um, it's put together from all those planks, and this is one of them.
1: I know, and, they you know, when you're speaking to a Protestant... Uh, and they think that we Catholics don't pay any attention to Scripture. But if you go to a daily, isn't it, it? Have been said if you go to daily Mass, where we have the uh, readings from the Old Testament and readings from the New Testament, uh, that by the end of three years, I think you've read the entire Bible.
0: Yes, I don't recall. It's something like it's something of it's, that sort. Yes, I actually. I, it, the, the first book I wrote, uh, Why Do Catholics Genuflect, Actually, has a, a paragraph dealing with this kind of thing, but I've forgotten the I've forgotten the exact numbers now.
1: <laughs> you but, have to go look up your own book. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: But it, it is—it's something remarkable uh, of yeah. that sort. And if it's uh, so, a, a, an attentive an attentive uh, Catholic at Mass uh, really does receive mm-hmm. a, a lot of Scripture mm-hmm. and. Um, Part of the problem is that uh, there, there are many Catholics who don't necessarily key in to it. I mean, it's it, it's it's kind of like it's like the wallpaper, you know. It's just <laughs> it's there, but you don't pay much attention to it.
1: Well, and that's one reason we're doing what we're doing. Yeah, because yeah. if we people hear us talk about it a couple of days ahead of the Sunday gospel, then when they're in Mass on Sunday it resonates so much more because it's the second time around. Um, But then the Didache Bible had a Mm -hmm. reflection um, which says, True and effective prayer demands a humble disposition. The Pharisee in this parable offered thanks to God for his own qualities and successes, not God's, but arrogantly contrasted his virtues against the sins and shortcomings of the publican. He thus measured his own goodness by a checklist of external acts performed. His smugness in the temple is not so much a true thanksgiving to God as it is praise for himself.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a recitation of his resume. <laughs> <Yeah>. I mean, <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's look well at me. Put. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, it is
0: the 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 tax collector here. The object of his prayer is God. He's mm-hmm. he's. The, God, the the object of the publican's prayer. The, I mean, it's the object of the Pharisee's prayer <laughs> is himself. He, he, look at me.
1: Yeah, look, right. Look at Aren't party. you lucky to have me, Lord?
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I think that's that's a great point. Um, I, you know, it is. It is something. This this question of humility is is interesting because it mm-hmm. it comes back to. On the one hand, we know that humility doesn't mean. Um, uh, 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 unnecessarily beating yourself up Mm -hmm. or walking around with constant regret. Um, Mm -hmm. Right. That's not true humility. That's psychologically uh, a problem. Uh, Humility means, I think, knowing where you've come from Mm -hmm. and that you don't, you didn't call yourself into existence. Mm-hmm. You don't sustain yourself by your mm-hmm. efforts. Right. And you certainly don't hold God um, uh, accountable to you for your works, you know? Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, right. and it, So, I mean, it, in some ways, look, that's
1: that's just basic. That's, I mean, that's obvious. It should be obvious to all creatures. Uh, yeah, isn't it? Who is it who said, I think a saint said that humility is is recognizing who we are, yeah, and who God is yes,
0: that's good, yeah, I think that that really does put it I mean Saint Paul talks about we ought not to think of ourselves more highly than we ought, and so he's not telling us to be miserable about us, he 's just saying, don't exaggerate your you know what you think your virtues are uh, <laughs> let god uh, let God stand in. As the one who defines uh, your virtues, uh,
1: it's a tough. It's a tough um, virtue. I mean, we need to acquire it. I, do, I really do think those of us in broadcasting or any kind of public performance, um, we need to be constantly reminded of this. Don't you? Yeah. I. It. it well, there's something that happens.
0: You know. It, it, when you begin in my case when you begin broadcasting actually you find out that there are people who enjoy what you're saying mm-hmm. There's, there definitely is a, you do take pleasure in um, the praise of people mm-hmm. who like what you're doing um, in time though you know life goes on you, you, you have to you have other responsibilities and so you don't quite feel the you're always are glad i always love when people t- say they love the show i, I mean i'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm right. always happy to hear that mm-hmm. uh, but um you become aware though of how many people aren't listening
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, and that
0: so yeah every once in a while i get a letter from somebody who says you're you know you're cocky or arrogant and you know mm-hmm. you must think you're so great um, because of all the people that listen to you, and what that person doesn't realize is, I'm actually far more aware of how small we are mm-hmm. and how few people listen to us. Mm-hmm. The Catholic radio world is, a, is do, Catholic radio is doing a great job, mm-hmm. but it is still by, is small. Yeah, by comparison to the uh, secular. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I always I always measure it against that, and um, that, that keeps me from ever you know being too. Uh, puffed up.
1: <laughs> well, I must say, though, uh, I.
0: Well, you work for, you worked for the big you worked for ABC. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that you you don't get to, you didn't get a chance to say how few people were listening because in your case, <laughs> lots of people were listening.
1: <laughs> I don't view. know what they were thinking though
0: <laughs> at Peggy, hold it there. We'll take a break. Okay. We'll come back and continue this conversation based on Luke chapter eighteen verses 9 through 14. It's the famous and beautiful passage uh, of the Pharisee and the tax collector. Good afternoon, I'm Al Cresta, and with me Peggy Stanton. Uh, she is author of From the White House to the White Cross. She's also a uh, The creator of the Malta Minute with the Catechism. And Peggy and I get together, uh, well, at least once a week, to look over the gospel reading uh, for the following Sunday Mass. And we've been taking a look at Luke chapter 18, verses 9 through 14. This is the beautiful presentation uh, of the Pharisee and the tax collector, both praying, uh, the tax collector basically praying uh, for. focused on himself and his fasting uh, in in the week, and the tax collector not even able to lift his eyes to heaven because he knows he's a sinner. And he says, Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner. His focus isn't uh, on his virtues. It's on (laughs) God's mercy. And that's the major difference between the two. We were talking before the break, Peggy, about this... uh, question of humility and how uh it's especially for people of achievement um they have to sometimes be knocked down a few pegs Uh, you you were uh, you were a a real achiever uh in your career you're up there competing with barbara walters and others for uh, positions uh, in network television and uh and then you went on uh to marry a uh, congressman. You were responsible for congressional dinners and you were friends with the president. Uh, so talk to me about humility. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Shall I go to confession right yeah. here? And <laughs> yeah.
0: I, I say I don't have to live down the fact that uh, the president <laughs> of the United Bless States— Bless
1: me, Al. I have sinned. <laughs> <laughs> So. Um well I, I I really do consider this um I in quotes my gospel. Yeah. <laughs> because um when I went to Medjugorje for the first time uh I I'll have to truncate this story because it's a it it's a whole chapter in the book of you know from mm-hmm. the white house to the white cross but um and it's hard to t- truncate it, but sure. let's say let's say that um, we had been in Megagoria uh, about four days, and we were going to leave on the fifth or sixth day. So um, I was up and down in my feelings about about it, but mm-hmm. uh, then the Lord really <laughs> took me behind the woodshed, yeah. uh, and it all came about as a. Um, an apparition that was occurring on Mount Poberdo, which is also known as Apparition Hill. And it was late at night and we had been told the Blessed Mother might appear to Yvonne uh, that night. And so my daughter and uh, a friend were very anxious to be up there. And so we were up on the mountain and there were thousands, literally thousands of people there. And it was, um, You know, there were people from every country, and so there was a lot of competition in prayer. Shall we say? (laughs) (laughs) There was Polish prayer and German prayer and and uh, Ukrainian prayer, and it went and they were all competing. And I I got to thinking. Oh, my, like the Pharisee, what a disorderly crowd. <laughs> and the gall to think uh, think this, uh, that if she appears before this group, I'd have less respect for her. Isn't, isn't that awful? That is. And, <laughs> <laughs> I'm really going to confession here publicly. Um, and uh, so we wound up leaving. We're going down the mountain while everybody else is going up. And... Um, kind of assuming she wasn't going to appear to this disorderly group. and uh, But it turns out she did indeed appear. And it caused me, I, I you know, th- there are pages on this, a great uh, experience. You've read the book. I mm-hmm. can't go into it here. But it really caused me a great feeling of remorse and a great uh, rather dramatic uh, flood of tears, et cetera. So... Um, uh, I, I couldn't figure out what the experience that I went through, what it really meant. And so, uh, if I may, I don't know, how much time do we have? I don't got, we,
0: we actually do have, uh, we, uh, you know, yeah, we've got time. Go ahead.
1: Okay. Is it all right if right? I'll just read it from the book. Sure. Is that okay? Yeah, because that's fine. it's easier, to, otherwise it might get too long. Uh, the experience continues to haunt me. My mind seeks regions. Gradually, theories begin to emerge. I'm not as deep a believer as I fancied myself. More lessons become apparent. One, we were arrogant to assume that our form of worship was more appealing to the Lord than the rest of the pilgrims. Two, God is much more tolerant of turkeys, as I had (laughs) called them, than I, even though I am one. (laughs) Three, I was not called to Medjugorje to escort my daughter Kelly to her conversion. I was called to experience my own. And four, I cannot externalize the message of Medjugorje until I internalize it. Let there be peace on earth and let it begin with me. Mm -hmm. The morning of our departure, all those answers come together in the reproduction of a painting I discover in the Franciscan bookstore there is jesus standing before an untidy crowd naked baby crouched in the crook of his right elbow his left hand extended in a calming outreach his audience seems in a state of extreme agitation children are trying to break free of their mother's grasp there is pushing there is shoving One can almost hear the master saying, now if the Germans will sit down over there, the Italians to the left and the French in the middle. (laughs) (laughs) I gaze a long time at the picture. Theologians say God speaks to us three ways, through scripture, through people, and through circumstances. I feel God is speaking very pointedly to me through the circumstance of this painting. In reality, the Lord dealt with such disorder probably yeah. frequently. His infinite tolerance is—excuse me—his infinite tolerance for the human condition could not have been proclaimed more loudly if it had been pealing from the bells of St James. It is a graphic illustration of what's called God's crazy love. Ruefully. But gratefully, I realize I had come to Medjugorje, a Pharisee, a woman utterly satisfied with herself and her stimulating life, wanting no conversion like the rest of the pilgrims. Hopefully, I will go home like the publican who prayed, God, be merciful to me, a sinner, wow. promising never to judge another human being, knowing every day I'll have to pray for the strength to keep that promise. I feel as if I have been divinely set up. Had we not gone up Mount Poberdo on Mary's birthday eve, and had we not left prematurely and judgmentally, I would never have been able to see so vividly the contrast between my intolerance and the non-judgmental, loving attitude of the Blessed Mother, an image I hope will never fade. I am not the same person I was one week ago, the woman who did not want her life to change has to face the fact that it needs changing, that actions excused as genes we were born with are in fact sins that need to be and can be remedied.
0: Wow. Very, very uh, moving passage. Yeah, that's, that's, that's written deep into your bones. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Every time I hear that gospel, I I think of it. But it was it was a very. Um, I mean, of course, I've uh, as I said, I could we couldn't talk about the entire um, chapter. But the way, um, it, I really do feel like I was divinely set up. The whole yeah, circumstances. Yeah. It was a twenty four hour period. It began with a conversation with a young woman and ended 24 hours later w- with the same young woman both who who appeared and disappeared very you know almost you couldn't figure out how she got where if she got but mm-hmm. it 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 set up the whole sequence where we went up on the mountain and and uh, for the apparition and yeah. then we left etc
0: I I think that's again in, instructive uh, circumstance. Uh, it, 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 it shines a light on your inner attitudes and mm-hmm. your own repentance. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that uh, it, it's actually, it's wonderful you're able to share that because I, I think that that's the kind of story that uh, affects uh, people and allows us all to measure our experience against yours and say, wow, or do i have similar moments in my life uh mm-hmm. where i've had a conversion of this sort and um i am you know the book is wonderful and uh i i do hope people will pick it up and read it uh i think it's a it's an incredibly engaging story uh, oh, at many you. at many at many low i mean at very deep levels' it really this it's a it's the cry of your heart um mm-hmm it's also got entertaining aspects of it, all the crazy characters you met <laughs> How long after that experience did you begin to think did you did you have after that experience did you have a a new sense of mission uh in your your daily life
1: mm-hmm. it was interesting al because i um I remember the the next day we left and then we were in uh, uh Dubrovnik and I ordinarily would would want to see every bit of a new town and especially a town as unique as Dubrovnik mm-hmm. but I was so uh kind of stunned by this whole circumstantial uh, that happened uh I just sat on the beach everybody else went exploring the town, and I said to myself, um, initially I said, well, I don't have to change the world, I just have to change myself, but soon (laughs) I found that um, changing yourself did in fact affect how how the world uh, was changed. Very true, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's important. And, and you, you went on to become an ambassador of peace.
1: Well, I don't know if that's a that's a pretty fancy title <laughs> <laughs> you've given me. Thank you very much, but I don't know if I But I, I went on to actually we, we had started a program with uh uh young high school kids uh calling them the ambassadors for peace. We mm-hmm. started uh, I started a foundation called the Marianne Foundation, which was named after the mother and the grandmother of the Prince of Peace because it was a peace foundation. And we had a program for high school students who um, were examples of peace in their own lives but also were doing things in their community and in their school that fostered peace. And we would give, you know, we had contestants from all over the world, I mean all over the country and uh, we gave them an award uh, at the Peace Corps so um, yeah, I mean that was and then we had another program called Kids for Peace yeah
0: so I mean there's very tangible fruit not only in your internal life but Mm -hmm. in your external works Mm -hmm. uh, emerges from that experience
1: we live and we learn
0: Yeah. Well, thank you uh, for sharing that with us. And uh, there'll be many people this Sunday who will be remembering you during the gospel. (laughs) They're going
1: to think that arrogant (laughs) woman. (laughs) I heard a Pharisee. (laughs) Thanks, Peggy. Thank you, Al.